Vampire Survivors is the leader of a new breed of auto shoot 'em up arena games. Hundreds of devs, small and large, have either already published or are currently working on their own games in the genre. So, what's the appeal? And should I make one? You're listening to Make the Game with Matt Hackett. Inspired by Magic Survival, an Android game by Leem, in these games you move your character around the screen, no worries about having to aim or attack, constantly collecting ridiculous power-ups and fending off hordes of monsters. Vampire Survivors developer Ponkel sometimes uses the slogan, Be the Bullet Hell, which means it's like a reverse bullet hell. A bullet heaven? Let's see what Spelunky creator Derek Yu has to say about it. Quote, perhaps best described as an enemy hell walk up the joy comes from watching hordes of monsters melt before your hero's destructive arsenal and finding random chests to become even stronger. That's from Derek Likes It, Derek's Steam Curator page. Vampire Survivors has sold millions of copies and has helped inspire an army of new games including, just to name a small handful, 20 Minutes Till Dawn, Bone Razor Minions, Brotato, Pixel Survivors Roguelike, Soulstone Survivors, and not one, but two games called Zombie Survivors on Steam. I'd heard about the game, but I hadn't played it until recently. Last month, some friends of ours released their first game on Steam. It's called Deadly Harvest and might remind you of Vampire Survivors. Check it out. Then another friend told me about his friend who was also making a Vampire Survivors game, but this time with cars. Even Ron Gilbert, developer of Monkey Island, chimed in on the conversation. Quote, we should have added a Vampire Survivors mode to return to Monkey Island. He posted that on Twitter. Check out the link in the show notes. It's also hard not to notice the genre doing so well for other developers. Check out this short story in three games. This is from the Steam developer Blobfish. So in August 14th, 2020, we have a game called Lost Potato. Lost Potato is a minimalistic top-down roguelite where you can't damage enemies directly, push them into spikes, reflect bullets, and help a young potato find its way out of a jungle filled with man-eating tribes. Estimated revenue, about 4000 bucks. On March 10th, 2021, the next year, Space Gladiators. Ever dreamt of being a space potato? Now's your chance. Space Gladiators is a 2D hand-drawn roguelite platformer following a bunch of captives fighting their way out of a planet prison. Defeat hordes of aliens in the gladiatorial arenas and earn your freedom. This estimated revenue is about 56,000 bucks. Pretty good. Lastly, on September 27th, just a couple months ago, 2022, Brotato is a top-down arena shooter roguelite where you play a potato wielding up to six weapons at a time to fight off hordes of aliens. Choose from a variety of traits and items to create unique builds and survive until help arrives. This one is overwhelmingly positive with almost 10,000 reviews, estimated revenues over 700,000 bucks. Fantastic. The estimated net revenue... Uh, are rough guesstimations from Steam, Steam Revenue Calculator, which is a Google Chrome extension I use. The value comes from an algorithm called the NB number, which currently approximates something like 60 sales per review, but it should be pointed out that these numbers are very uh, wrong, probably. They're rough, and they're just used as a, as a guess based on the review counts. I'm not sure if it's directly inspired by Vampire Survivors, but Brotato is in the genre and launched just a few months ago. 
Look at that amazing progression from just a few thousand revenue to respectable earning to a bona fide hit indie game. Surely the devs shipping games yearly and improving their skills along the way is a huge part of Rotato's success, but the genre and timing are also relevant. I feel some personal kinship with these auto shoot 'em up games. The first premium indie game I ever made was with Lost Decade Games, an arena shooter called Onslaught Arena. The iPad version even had an auto shoot option. Next up, we made a Wizard's Lizard, another arena shooter. So the genre is in my wheelhouse, it just goes in a direction I haven't before. These auto shooter games also seem to have less content than your typical roguelikes. There aren't big maze like dungeons, just hordes of monsters. It's a genre that's inherently less work than the ones I've worked in, so I know it's a concept I can actually ship. So, recent popularity aside, why else is the idea of making an auto shoot 'em up like this intriguing to me? Let's see, what do we got here? One, two, three, four, four reasons. First, uh, get practice shipping a game on Steam. I haven't released a game since Indie Game Sim in 2016, so some of my Steam knowledge is six years stale. I've been keeping up with articles and GDC talks and stuff, but there's a world of difference between reading about stuff and actually doing it and seeing the results for yourself, right? Launching a small but good game sooner rather than later would help me get better at launching bigger games on Steam. Number two, get access to a new Steam game I can experiment with and learn from. Steam is fun to me as a developer, and I like getting into the numbers of it. It would be awesome to be able to run sales, participate in events, and learn from having a new game on Steam. Number three, gather fans around my Witch games. Steam is the best place to find desktop gamers, and I want to get a game into their hands ASAP. I'm working on a bigger game called Witchmore, but it won't be ready for months, maybe years, and I'm itching to get a game on Steam way before Witchmore is ready. Make a little money to support my bigger games? I won't kid myself that tossing another Vampire Survivors-like game into the huge pile of similar games is going to be very lucrative, but it won't make zero dollars, right? If it could earn enough revenue to pay for a month or two of game dev, that's huge, and for me, that's worth pursuing. Reasons not to do it. I love looking at pros and cons, so let's talk about them. Making a game directly inspired by another game sometimes feels bad to me. I want to believe that there's more originality and creativity in me than that, but really, almost all games are influenced by others, and there's always room to innovate within any genre. It would be interesting if games were thought of more like music. Like, if you heard that your favorite band was remaking one of your favorite songs by somebody else, you'd be excited to hear it, wouldn't you? That's, that's very common. People make remixes all the time. In fact, the music industry provides a compulsory license, which is a legal, legitimate way to do that. You pay the original uh, owner of the IP, and you, you can just make a remix if you want. Um, another reason to not do it, performance is a concern to me. These games tend to have hundreds of monsters and maybe thousands of projectiles, particles, and numbers flying all over the screen. This code needs to be heavily optimized to be buttery smooth, and boy do I hate optimizing code. I'd rather be making cool systems and features and worrying about frame rate. It's doable, I just don't want to do it. Um, would this game be a distraction from which more, the big game I've been working on? Well, yes and no. Yes, it's a distraction in that simply working on Witchmore and nothing else would probably get Witchmore done faster. No, it's not a distraction in that I'd already planned to build most of the features and content I'd need for an auto shoot 'em up game inside of Witchmore. Monsters, combat, and dungeon crawling are all on the to-do list. In fact, auto shoot 'em up content is simpler than what I've already got on my plate. 
And that optimization work I mentioned is probably something I'd have to do for Witchmore eventually anyway. It's just that the auto shoot 'em up features promotes those tasks higher up the priority list than I'd like. Also, I think shipping a small game with the same engine gives Witchmore a clearer path to success. I haven't shipped a Steam game with my Unity tech stack yet, and doing so with a small game will give me experience and confidence with a bigger one. This survivor's tangent, if I go on it, might be very good for Witchmore in the long run. So, what do you think? Should I do it, or should I go back to working on my big game? If I go down this road, there are certainly some things to figure out, like what makes a good auto shoot 'em up? What makes a bad auto shoot 'em up? How much content does the game need? How do I balance all that content and level progressions? What hooks will help my game stand out from the crowd? And based on a competitive analysis, what kind of revenue can I estimate? But those are topics for future editions. So smash that subscribe and you know all that. Do all that. Questions for you. So as a solo developer, I mostly live in an echo chamber. So your thoughts are helpful. Here are some things I'm particularly curious about. Should I make and publish an auto shoot 'em up on Steam? Or should I ignore this impulse and focus on Witchmore? Another route to go is sticking with Witchmore, get the auto shoot 'em up features in ASAP, then publish Witchmore on early access. There are also a million other options, just a literal infinite supply of ways to go. If I do publish an auto shoot 'em up on Steam, what price should it be? The standard seems to be three bucks, but is that underselling all that work? The highest I've seen, I think, is ten. Soulstone survivors, but that one is, uh, might call that triple I indie. I don't know. It, it looks uh, super high quality, probably a higher bar than I can hit. Uh, lastly, games are hard and I waffle a lot on the direction I should be going. So maybe I should just flee into the desert. You know, I already live in the desert. I just need to go deeper. I'm going to go hug a cactus. Let me know your thoughts. You can email me rector at gmail.com, or you can send an audio recording through anchor or hop on Discord. Uh, send me a message, or there's a Witchmore channel. It's also a game dev channel. Come join us. We're hanging out. All right. Um, lastly, here's some book news. So first off, last time I asked for a few more reviews for my book, How to Make a Video Game All by Yourself. And uh, wow, you guys really came through. Big thanks to Craig and Regan for bumping up the book to a solid four stars on Google Play. I love it. It's also now sitting at 47 reviews on Amazon. Thanks for writing those reviews. And check this out. It's currently a number one bestseller on Amazon. So proud. This probably won't last long, so take a gander at that lovely orange banner while it's still up. I captured a screenshot. Who knows? It could go away tomorrow. This accomplishment is thanks to my lovely wife, Andrea, who put a lot of work into figuring out which categories the book should be in and getting them in there. Maybe that doesn't sound hard, but it is. There are two different versions of the book, paperback and Kindle, and hundreds of categories that may or may not be a good fit. And there are different categories between Kindle and paperback. And you can't just assign your book to categories using a web interface. You have to email Amazon directly to request changes to your categories. Each optimization change can take hours to calculate which categories we should pick and days of back and forth to complete that process. And if the book's not in the right categories, it's never going to climb the charts. So huge thanks and all credit to my favorite person, Anaconda.
Thanksgiving's coming up. Not everybody celebrates, of course, but everybody loves food. So if you subscribe to the Valadria newsletter, then this message has a delicious recipe in your inbox. Upcoming episodes will get more into food and how it relates to making games. You are being played out by Find Them, which you are free to use in your own projects. Now go make the game. <laughs>